You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Brandon. And this is Alex. And I'm Ryan. And we're filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. Cheers. Cheers. Speaking of bourbon, uh, what's this? Oh, you know, I thought today we would uh, kick it back to the old school. You know, maybe your high school days, your college days with a classic Jim Beam. Jim Beam, I like it. Sweet, it's tasty. Speaking of tasty, how about this uh, third party we have in the mix today? Our new guy. Ryan Wolfolk. Mr. Ryan Wolfolk. What's up, man? So, uh, what are you doing on the show? I have no idea. <laughs> Our first guest doesn't know why he's here. Doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> so, tell us about yourself, Ryan. Uh, what do you do? Uh, are you a filmmaker? Are you in the industry? Talk a little bit about uh, what it is you do. Uh, I am not a filmmaker anymore. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to be an editor. Went to school for editing. Loved it. And then my first job, I had to do some After Effects work and got hooked. So you're a post guy. So now, yep, post. Sweet. Animation, motion graphics, all day long. Yep. I'd still call you a filmmaker. All right. Well, I mean, animated films. I mean, so me and Ryan go way back. Yeah. Listeners might not know that. We go way back. And actually, the, our first project together was a 48-hour film. That's true. Yeah. So... You know, your roots were in, you were the DP on that film. It was called, I think it was called, was it called Eight Ball? Ask Again Later. Ask Again Later? Yeah. Ask it again made it later. to the finals, didn't it? It did. It was a classic. It won some awards. We're gonna, you know what, uh, for the listeners out there, we'll try to find that and dig that up from the archives and post that on the website. Uh, nice. Our guest, special guest, Ryan Wolfolks, uh, maybe his first and last DP DP uh, credit. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. He, he did. A, he did a hell of a job. It was great. I think I've actually seen that film a long yeah, time. If you ago like to watch you're... people run, huh? I said, if you like to watch people run, oh yeah, that's all that happens. <laughs> yeah, it was great. That's awesome. But it was a lot of fun. Um, but but Ryan here, he's uh, he helped. Uh, you know, he co-founded Leapframe with me. We started mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, three years ago, and um, he's on the digital. Well, actually, he's on the motion design side of things. I'm on the digital film side of things. And so there's just a nice balance. We've, uh, we've found a way to work together, and, um, you know, there's nothing he can't do. Yeah. So. There's some things <laughs> I cannot do, yeah. Like a backflip, a standing so, backflip. Can't do a backflip. Can't flip. do that. Nah. But, you know, we're so excited to have you on the show, and that begs the, the first question that we always ask on the show is, what have you been watching, man? Like, you know, what's the stuff you're, you're into right now? Well, normally I watch cartoons. I watch a lot of cartoons. We just got Netflix, so I've been catching up on everything everyone's been telling me I need to be watching. So I'm in, I'm about to finish season three of Breaking Bad. Ooh, Ooh nice. There you go. It's a pretty awesome welcome show. To yeah, the, uh, welcome to the, to the past. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I've actually been really impressed. The first season was a little slow, but the second two seasons, or it's, it's second fantastic. and third seasons are... It only gets better, too. So that's, just wait. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, but I did watch, I usually don't watch film. I got two little kids, and that kind of cuts in on my film viewing. But um, I did watch Nightcrawler. Oh, oh my God. Man, dude. Which was Jake. What'd you think? <laughs> Mr. Gyllenhaal. What'd you think? Dude, it was, I liked it. It was cool, but it was super creepy. Disturbing, right? Yeah, yeah it's disturbing. Yeah. What, what was your but favorite awesome. scene? Um. 
I don't know, the thing that sticks out in my head the most, and this might be because I had a previous conversations before I saw it, some guy was like, when you see this look, you'll know it. But when he's, I don't want to give anything away. Spoiler. Yeah, uh, you are not going to give it away. Okay. Uh, when he's sitting in the police station and the lady walks out, the detective walks out, and he just looks up at the camera. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. That's it super creepy. It was because he acknowledges it at first. He's like, yep, that's a wide angle. And it's almost like he, I don't know. It's it was oh, he's messed it was creepy. Look. I love the uh, I love the scene where he is it Rene Russo. Yeah, is that who that is. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. He's in the the newsroom with her, and he's giving her the truth. And he's like, Oh my god! He just wigs out and has this great monologue where when he's like, When I tell like, you a price, that's the I price. Tell you Trust what to that do, I came that's to That's the it. price. <laughs> and when we're in the bedroom, I don't want you to question. And it was just like, <laughs> Oh my god! He's a maniac. He's, he was awesome. Plus, he's like 40 pounds lighter, lighter than you've ever seen him. Yeah. But the, the thing I love about his role in that film, in any role like that or films like that, where, you know, you know every actor has their sort of what they do, right? Mm-hmm. So Clooney will always be Clooney to some extent. He'll be suave. Yeah. Uh, you know, certain actors, um, you know, what's his name from, um, from Dallas Buyers Club? McConaughey. Uh, McConaughey is going to have a certain thing that he does. Rub you know, his fingers most together, of the time. You know? But what's really cool are when those guys have a film where they transform and they are able to get beyond themselves. Yeah. And I feel like that's what Jake Gyllenhaal did in that film. He became somebody else in a lot of ways. Kind yeah, of. Hope, I, would, I would argue that he's always creepy. Yeah, he's got a little <laughs> creepy edge to him. But like, he's I'm just, fantastic. But in general, like, he became a different guy. Yeah, well, he embodied that character yeah. for sure. I think he like lost part of himself. <laughs> yeah. Now he's doing Hopefully, it. he's not showing his true self. Ooh, that'd yeah. be weird. So, aside from that, so you say cartoons. What kind of cartoons are you into? Are you into like some weird stuff or what? Talking like anime really, or cartoon? I mean, do what? Anime or cartoon? No, I'm not. I'm not into anime. Yeah. I, I never got into that too much. But um, tunes, little kid tunes. Yeah, I mean, I do watch. I got two little kids. I do yeah. watch a lot of. So it makes sense. Little kid cartoons. But, um, I mean, right, regular show just started. I guess their new season started last night. So that was awesome. I, I don't know why I love that cartoon. Um, the Amazing World of Gumball is pretty awesome. Adventure Time is awesome. Nice. So when you watch, as filmmakers, when we watch movies, sometimes it's hard to enjoy the movie because we're constantly looking at, you know, the angles, the shot selections. And, you know, we're looking at it through a different lens yeah. where – you know, do you do the same thing as a motion designer when you watch these cartoons? Are you looking at it and you're looking at the frames and how they're drawn and how they're cut and how they're animated? Talk about that. Yeah, so, well, I recently started doing, like, character animation work. Um, so, but before that, it was like, when I watch it, I, there's some things you can do in After Effects. I'm trying to think of, um, hold on. Can we cut this? No, 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 we don't cut. This is live. Cut. This is live. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just roll right. with it. Just go with it, man. There's no rules. We're not we're not bogged down by the man. Can we cut? No, sir, we can't. I thought you guys were like filmmakers. You can edit. You don't know how to cut. <laughs> All right, so uh, Wonder Pets. Yeah, was I? It's annoying. Like the voices. You've seen Wonder Pets. I love Wonder Pets. It's yeah. amazing. Okay. So the voices uh, in Wonder you Pets. You see who he is? Are I haven't seen Wonder Super Pets. annoying. <laughs> it's because you don't have kids. <laughs> but you're about to get married, so that could change. I, it'll probably be off the air by the time we have kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, kids shows stick around. Yeah. They don't make new episodes. They just keep playing those yeah. same old episodes. Replays so, Wonder Pets. You, you were breaking Wonder down Pets. Wonder Pets. 
Well, it wasn't breaking it down. I just like, I heard it. It was annoying. My kids were watching it. They seemed to like it. I glance at the TV and I'm like, how are they? It was that kind of thing. Like I saw how they were. I was like, this is not 3D. It's kind of stop. Mo- it's like a stop motion style, but yeah. it's not stop motion. And it looks like all, um, all images. And so I recently found out that they created, they animate that whole show in After Effects. And they took um, images, brought baby animals in to the studio, took 360-degree yeah. photos of all the baby animals, yeah. retouched them, and then created these puppets and in After Effects. break them apart to move them and stuff? Weird. Yeah, I mean, the rigs are crazy. Like, I feel like I need to see an image of this now to know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's kind of like South Park. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. But with real, like if, so if they're all flat the, images, but they look 3D because yes. they're pictures. Yeah. And the way they've, they've got, the way they've got it rigged, they can, like if the, if he's turning, if one of them's turning its head. Yeah. It goes through different poses. So it like looks a, 3D, like it's turning oh, its head. Oh, weird. Yeah. So it's that kind of stuff. Like when I'm watching, it's like, okay, well, how do they, like that one is like little kid as that is it it like threw me i was Sounds like that's kind of like yeah amazing so, so you would say that you know to the viewers and the listeners when we watch cartoons when we watch even something as simple as wonder pets with our kids there's a lot more going on there than just you know a little cut and paste yes yeah i think um because i looked it up i mean you can get on wikipedia and read about the pro- there's some name I, I don't even know if it had been done somebody like coined some new term for like the process I can't remember what it is now for the process of this style of animation and I think it takes them and they're right it's two two episodes in one 30 minute show so for like a 12 and a half minute episode it takes them I I think a month of production wow what that's crazy yeah and I wonder why they went that route versus one of the others I mean, if you go 3D, it looks cool, man, it, 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 looks, it, it looks does cool. look really it looks like cool. it's all cut out, yeah. and it's like this weird thing, man. It's just crazy. But the hamster's dope, dude. He's got a cape. I mean, awesome. just even yeah, in a kid show, there's still some expert craftsman behind the scenes, yeah. like exerting his control, and like this is gonna be perfect, and yeah. you know, that's kind of cool. That's crazy. So, well, that's cool, man. That's awesome. Well, I definitely want to come back to some of your um, your experience with motion design and as it relates to filmmaking. But mm-hmm. you know, we're still you know sort of on the topic. Uh, Alex, what have you been watching, man? Um, well, Kristen and I just started uh, season two of True Detective. Ah, uh, dropped like last night, right? Yeah, we watched it last night. It's well, actually, this is going to release on ago. Friday. Yeah. So let's do the math. It dropped on. It dropped on like four nights ago. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. Uh, yeah, I don't know when to drop, but sure. my buddy uh, Brad, music video director Brad Gallo, went up and yeah, which he's supposed to be on the show. Yeah, we'll get him on the show. Come on, Brad. He'll come on. He's uh, he's actually busy uh, finishing up a uh, short film that we shot that's getting ready gotcha. to go out to festivals and stuff. So right on, busy dude. Um, anyway, watch True Detective. So is he good? I still like season one better, well, but I think. Yeah. It just because it hasn't gotten into season two yet. So, but Colin Farrell right off the bat Love is him. like insane. Yeah. And it's amazing. He's, he's the biggest badass that you've ever seen. Yeah, that's great. Did you get to see uh, the season one, Ryan, on it? No. Oh, dude, I, I that's got to be it. Speaking of McConaughey, queue, yeah. It's got to be yeah. in your queue. But they replaced both. Who, who are the two? Now it's uh, Colin Farrell and uh, Vince Vaughn. Oh, really? yeah. yeah, which yeah. you wouldn't think. Yeah, yeah Vince Vaughn is more serious, comedic I, actor. He he does a good job. Yeah, you know, one of the things I want to point out right now for all the listeners, you know, you guys are filmmakers out there. 
I actually um, consulted with, with my tax accountant, and I asked him, I said, hey, can we claim and write off you know, all the services like Hulu, HBO Now, yep. all these sorts of things? Um, because for us, that's reference. That's where we study. That's it's where research. we get better. It's yeah. research. And he said, absolutely, mm-hmm. that that would be a reasonable um, claim on your taxes. So yep. uh, definitely, all you, all you listeners out there, keep your receipts uh, for all those services and make sure you submit them um, because, you know, that's that's where we get better as filmmakers is, you know, watching other people's stuff. So. Analyze. Yep. Yeah. You got to know what's been done so you can do something. Now. Absolutely. Movies, too. Go to the theater. You pay 10 bucks, write it off on your taxes. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I've, I've been watching, I love documentaries. So just about every time we get on the show, I, I have a documentary. And um, the, the last one I watched over the weekend was um, it's called Buck. And it's about the guy who was uh, they based the character of the Horse Whisperer on. Mm. Wow, what a great doc! This guy, um, you know, he was abused when he was little and by his father, and he he never wanted to repeat that. And he loved horses. He grew up, you know, in the West. He was a trick roper, and he um, he was determined to to not repeat his father's footsteps. And so. He has found a way to train horses in a very gentle manner. And while other people break in colts and mustangs yeah. with force whips and, and with whips, yep. he doesn't do any of that. And the wow. guy is magical. And so he goes around the country and he puts on these clinics. And it was just a great little story and um, some great shots of the West and uh, just really, really beautiful stuff. Is so it a new one? It's on Netflix. I don't think it's, it's not new, but it's, it's, yeah. uh, new you know, it's been on my list. It's been in my queue. Buck. Buck. It's called cool. Buck. Um, highly recommend it. Great doc. So Very nice. So, all right, man. So, go. seems like everybody's watching stuff. That's good. Yeah. Right? We're getting always, better. Always watching and learning. So, uh, you know, if we're learning and we're doing stuff, what are, what's everybody working on? Alex, what about you? Well, let's start with you, man. What have ah, you been working on? on? Yeah, we're, we're going to go on reverse here. I'm working on a lot. Man, I'll tell you what. I can't wait until I can start talking about projects. Yeah. Every week, it seems like, oh, yeah, there was this thing. It was going to happen, and it got postponed. Client delayed. You know, I was talking about that last week. Which is the nature of the business. Um, it yeah. happens. Um, but, you know, we're doing some stuff now. You know, we teased uh, last week that we were going to have our friends from Dissolve stock footage on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just didn't work out schedule-wise uh, well, to, to have happen, them on. Though. It'll happen. Yeah. But we've been working on some projects uh, with an advertising agency where we're taking uh, stock footage and found footage sort of, you know, ripped footage from the internet it's an internal project um and we're cutting it up to you know some music and creating these sort of like mood like mood board pieces almost yeah you know ways agencies do this sort of thing to kind of pitch a broader idea yep so i've been doing that it's it's okay it's cool we're having fun but one of your projects was in there remember in the reference yeah actually we uh the client sent us a reference and they said hey we want you to do something kind of like this and sure enough, they had pulled a clip from my documentary, Art and Craft, A Tale uh, of Beer and Brushes. So they ripped my clip. That's hilarious. <laughs> and it was kind of funny to, uh, to see. So They, they ripped your yours. clip, but then came I don't to know it. that they knew it was mine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You don't what? I don't know if they knew it was mine or not. They just grabbed they it. They just so. loved it. They saw it and loved yeah. it and said, do this. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. We got to work with this guy. Yeah. That's awesome. Which actually, that project, we got a, uh, two tellies for. You got two tellies. Didn't you get some Maddies? I'm going to toot my own horn. Man. We got two tellies. <laughs> just racking up the awards. Two tellies. It was nice. For what category? Well, one was just for online documentary, and the other one was actually for cinematography. Yeah. I know. Alex. And you shot that. There you it go. breaks your heart, doesn't it, buddy? It breaks my heart. <laughs> I wasn't able to be involved, and you. Stole, Every project stole. I shoot, 
You're Alex stealing, cries a little stealing bit. Stealing my awards. His bank account <laughs> drops a little lower. It does. I love you, buddy. Just dropping low. So, uh, what about what about uh, you? Me? Yeah, you. Well, I think we already we already talked about that crazy week I had the other week with the Halloween project or Halloween decorations and the music video. Uh, this week, actually, I've completely taken the week off. Nice. No work whatsoever because I'm getting ready for the wedding. There it is. So you're yeah, getting married. Yeah, I'm getting married. We I think we teased that. We talked about that. Yeah, because I'm officiating the wedding. You're officiating the wedding. I'm it's going to be official. live streamed to all our viewers. No, I'm just kidding. It's not because <laughs> uh, it's very private and personal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm really excited for that. So that's on. That's Ryan. Weekend. You're going to be there, right? I'll be there. Ryan's going to be there. I'm attending. You can't have a wedding without Ryan. He'll animate it for you, and uh, we'll put that up. Well, that's cool, man. You needed a break. You were busy. Yeah. So we're doing that, and then uh, on Monday, directly after the wedding, we're going to Mexico for a week. Sweet action, dude. Are you going to shoot anything? No. I'm not going to do anything. (laughs) I'm going to sit there with my new wife, and maybe we'll go check out some, like, Mayan ruins or something. Cool. Well, if you... uh Ryan, if he gets kidnapped or gets <laughs> murdered in Mexico, then you got a um, story. Would maybe you could I mean, be a co-host. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be the co-host, and you guys will make a movie about my kidnapping. And then, you know, it'll be filmmakers and motion designers <laughs> drinking bourbon. Yes. So, yes. Uh, anyway, what about so what Ryan's going to be at the wedding? Yeah. What have you been, what been working, working on? Um, what have I been working on? Well, I've got. I just finished a rough draft of uh, or a rough cut of. Um, project for it's a heavy character piece for Cintas which should be pretty cool brought in um, Danny Dufford yeah. local illustrator Ooh, great illustrator great yeah. did an awesome job artist. yeah yep and um, yeah it's cool it's like uh, it's the first I think it's the first project we've done where it's all custom it's no yes. stock anything I mean it looks it looks nice so I'm excited to get that one done it's um, in legal right now and they could pull the plug on the whole thing <laughs> Which Whoa. would be horrible. No. You never know. So talk about that project a little Have bit. Faith. What what kind of you know you've got a lot of character rigging, a character moving going on in there. What you know, my guess is there might be some other motion designers or some filmmakers who are dipping their toes into mm-hmm. After Effects. Yeah. Break this project down for us. What you know? Let's just say in the opening sequence, there's a, a delivery man who brings a box, and in the box is a giant Venus flytrap. The Venus flytrap explodes out of the box and he's kind of erratic he grabs the woman in the scene the girl that he was delivering the box to the man saves the day rescues the girl and like pushes the venus flytrap back in the box i think that is deep yeah so in just that little moment there of delivery of the box talk about how did you do that how did you bring those characters to life well I i will start by saying this is a whole new process to me and I'm going through, um, at night I usually help. I'm, I'm helping with School of Motion has some boot camps, and they've got animation boot camps, so I help critique that. And they've come out with a character animation boot camp that I'm, it's, the be, it's in beta right now, so I'm going through helping like, work out the kinks or whatever. So what was that again? Our listeners might be interested in taking that mm-hmm. course. So who, who is it with? Uh, School of Motion, okay. schoolofmotion.com. School motion. We'll put um, this on the uh, FDB site, by yeah. the way. Yeah. So if you... There's tons of free tutorials on it anyway. Um, Joey Kornman, he runs the he ru- he is the head of School of Motion, and he's that's just, the uh, guy we hung out with at NAB, right? Yes, Joe. Yeah. What's up, Big Joe, out there? Hope you're listening. <laughs> um, he's just like a natural teacher. So if you want, like to me, it's the best source for After Effects learning. You can get on, take some free things. If you want to get deeper, you can pay to take some courses or whatever. 
I'm I'm two weeks into the character animation boot camp, and I've already realized how much I did incorrectly on the Cintas project, which really I knew was going to happen. Yeah. Wow! So it's it's that good. Yeah, it's that good. Man. Or I'm that bad. I'm not sure. No. But um. Well, you said it's a new venture. Yeah. Yeah, it's a new adventure. So, so in, in layman's terms, again, like our listeners, this is going to be way over their head, but in layman's terms, how do you get a Venus flytrap to explode out of a box and look somewhat, like, good? I mean, like, well, there's the animation principles. I don't know how, like, this is going to get... I can tell you. Nerdy. It's one word. Keyframes. <laughs> it's a lot of keyframes. It's okay to get nerdy, but... Um, okay. Just try to keep it concise because, again, they're like these guys listening aren't going to like don't go too far over their heads. So okay. get, go ahead and get nerdy because you're a nerd. <laughs> go ahead and get nerdy. For like All right. So Disney, like if you were, look at a Disney film and I remember this as a kid, like I think it was All Dogs Go to Heaven, which is not a Disney film. Solid film. And you watch that. It leaves you like for me. And I've heard other people had the same like kind of feeling. You you watch a Disney film. It's great. You, you love it. Whatever depending on the film, I guess. And then as a kid, I watched All Dogs Go to Heaven or something, or Five Will Goes West, something that's not Disney. Yeah. And it, it left me feeling weird. Like there was something off. Just a different way they animate? Just, yeah. And so um, there's 12, like Disney, the Disney animators back in the day came up with these 12 principles. Yeah. And I think the whole, like what they figured out was cartoons, like other cartoons, other studios just try to do something crazy. Just because it's a cartoon, you can do whatever you want. Where Disney would mimic life and then exaggerate it. So and it's, who's to it, argue with Disney? Well, <laughs> I guess that's a good question. Man. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so the the animators at Disney came up with these twelve principles, and I guess if you follow, like once you know the twelve principles, you can see them at play, and you can tell that that it makes a huge difference in animation. Okay, so like, and that's what. The animation boot camp I went through, that's what they talk about. Can so you give you take, us an example of what some of the principles are? Yeah, like, is this like a 12 um, step program? Yeah. Do what? Is this like a 12 step <laughs> program? I mean, we, we are filmmakers <laughs> drinking bourbon. This, on the road, this might be helpful. Animation recovery. We might here. need 12 steps. <laughs> so, in motion design, you wouldn't use all 12. Some of them are for like traditional hand drawn yeah. animation. Like, an example is um, everything moves in arcs. So, if you think of like arm movements versus, versus just linear, yeah. Um, and then like overshoots, so something would move. Like if you try to think, if you wave somebody's hand, it would go past and then come back a little. Yeah. So you go past where you want it to stop. Just makes it interesting. You it might anticipate bounce. it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So you might move in the opposite direction before you move. Is that like a follow through in a baseball swing or a like a golf swing where you you go past the point of where it actually makes impact? It's you know. Um, no, not at all. Not at so, all. Well, sort of over because overshoot. There's also follow through. So if you have like, I don't know, if you think of like a cat tail. So I just had to animate a cat wagging its tail. And it was broken up into all these little pieces, right? So it looked like a bone. Like the, it was for Espelon, so it's like that Day of the Dead skeleton style. And so you animate, kind of pairing them all together. You animate one over and then copy those keyframes to all the other ones and just offset them. And then you get this nice like curling fluid nice. wave. Yeah type thing cool. happening so what would you say is huh. you know as a as a motion designer and learning those principles is there any takeaways or anything you could give to the audience on, on the filmmaking side you know if you look at you know sort of 
you know, what we do as filmmakers, trying to tell stories. Is there any takeaways from the animation world or the motion design world that, that you would throw out to filmmakers and say, hey, you guys should think about this or um, keep this in mind, you know, because in post we might need to, to do this or that as motion designers? Hmm. Well, I think, I think most of that would come from, like, you'd cover most of that in pre-production, right? Like, if you were going to add, like, I'm thinking of, like, a big example is, what was the Will Ferrell movie? It was, like, a serious movie, and it started, because the, the title, everybody references the title sequence. Oh, Stranger Yes. Yeah. Where it's, like, all tracked and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't just shoot that and then ask somebody to... You would plan for that, yeah. But I would say it's like it's kind of the opposite, like um, especially in character and like character animation. Animation is you're you're bringing something to life, right? You're not just moving something; you're bringing it to life. So, like when I watch films, like I learn from that. I learn from the actor's performance, and try to incorporate that into into my motion design. I don't know that it would be like I learn more from watching a film than I think filmmakers would learn from watching animation but that could be because i'm on the side of it Interesting. i don't know yeah you're just trying to uh incorporate that real life motion that's yeah. cool yeah yeah you want it to look natural but exaggerated that's good and yeah i think i can come up with something that you could transfer over from motion and just through this conversation is that everything like there's a reason why things work and there's sets of rules for everything there's always rules. So for what works in animation, like there's a reason why Disney films have that impact. And same thing for actual live action film. There's a reason why we do the things we do. And it's because it's tried and true. And somebody figured it out like in the 1920s and it just sure. works. Yeah. I you mean, know. in editing, I mean, there's, so follow there's, the rules before you certain break. places you want to edit. There's, you know, that, yeah. that, that keep continuity or if you're, you know, looking in a camera, camera motion, you know, yeah. there's a certain time you want to start the dolly, stop the dolly, you know, a certain way the camera needs to dolly or move compared to mm-hmm. where the talent is. So yeah. I think there's definitely similarities there. For so. sure. Yeah. There, there are rules for everything. So like you say, you got to learn the rules. Well, that's cool. Well, what about, um, it, what's, what else, what's happening out there that you guys are excited about? I mean, last week I talked about the updates for, you know, Adobe CC. I know there was maybe yeah. some updates for After Effects as well. Um, By the way, I dove into the uh, Premiere. The color tools are yeah, sweet. it's cool, yeah. man. There's some pretty sweet stuff in there. Some uh, yeah. some nice stuff. So, um, what what are you guys excited about? What's what's happening right now in the industry? What's what's popping that's uh, got you guys you know fired up to to go out and make stuff? Ryan, anything anything on the post side? I know you got a new tablet in there. I saw. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, the, <laughs> tell the listeners about this new wave technology. Yeah. Uh, what is that thing you bought? Yeah, we, I just got a Cintiq companion uh it's i didn't realize that until we went to nab but um it's its own computer it's like a laptop without that doesn't open so it's, so it's i guess true tablet wow but it's like um, an ipad it's, it's, yeah, maybe it's, not. it's a little more robust better. than an ipad it's like a macbook pro without a lid that runs windows it's the only it, it i thought it was going to take me it's been 15 20 years since i've used a pc probably yeah and I thought it was going to be like a huge learning curve, like going backwards, remembering like the X is on the opposite side of the the close button or what of the of the window. Um, but it it hasn't been too bad. And Wait, once so you're in a program, it's all kind of the same. It runs Windows, but it hooks up to your Mac. So it, it <laughs> hooks up to my Mac, but not through Windows. So like it's there's 
two ways you can run it. You can either, you can hook it up to your Mac. Actually, I guess there's three. You can just use it as its own standalone computer, which is pretty awesome because it wrote, like you can, like doing character work, I can rotate the screen and it gives me like this really long horizontal. And you can actually draw on the screen, correct? Yeah, so like in Photoshop you can do, that's why I wanted it, it was for um, like cell style animation. So frame yeah. by frame type Frame by frame, yeah. That's you cool. can do that, so instead of drawing and looking at a screen, you just look at your hand moving. Which that could probably have some great implications in post if you were like tracking or if you were trying to do like some frame by frame type of edits or yeah. any yeah. sort of special effects work, it could come in handy, right? Yes. Or yeah. hand-drawn titles. Yeah. yeah. Now, what model do you have? It's a, it, it, what is it in case the listeners want to look it up? Um, I think it's called the Cintiq Companion 2. Um, and there's different, different models. Like for motion graphics, they recommend like the top two. Um, I can't remember what the 256 and 512, I think. Um, one's got eight, eight gigs of RAM. The other one's got 16. Jeez, huh. and it's crazy. Yeah. Do they call it a companion because motion designers live a, a lone wolf life in front of their computers? <laughs> Unlike us, us filmmakers, we have a whole crew and we have a we have a whole team Probably that we good, yeah. we rally and drink uh, bourbon with. But you guys, sure. you guys are off in your your own world. <laughs> you need a companion. It's your friend. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, because they make a Cintiq that's just a giant. It's like a 27 inch monitor that you can Whoa. draw on, but it's not a computer, and it doesn't go with you. This one goes with you. Uh, so that's why it's your companion. It's your companion. So you I, I don't need a dog. I, I just need a Cintiq companion. That's my best friend. You could pick this up and finish an animation on the road. Do what? You could pick it up, take it out of the office, yeah. finish an animation on the road, bring mm -hmm. it back home, plug it back in, and sync it back up. Yes. That's insane. That's cool, man. Just like a laptop, though. I mean, it's no different than a laptop. That's just really Except cool. I'm working... I, I work in OS X. I work on a Mac. Yeah. So I'm... I would start it on a Mac and finish it on Clearly a PC. Clearly, he's not being endorsed by Cintiq. It's no different than a laptop. It's basically a Windows laptop. That's well, in, in that regard, you know, it's yeah, different it's because you're drawing it's, on it's a screen. It's a Palm Pilot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Awesome. What about you, Alex? Anything you're what stoked about, about or anything you've seen lately that's popped up? Uh, Seem, you know, it seems like stuff's kind of chilled down a little bit since NAB, all the gear talk and all that jazz, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of chilled out. I'm still really excited to get my hands on a on a red weapon, red's new camera. Yeah, they're like nowhere right now. The only the only person I see, you know, so they shot that Taylor Swift video on it. Right, which was sick. Which was sick. It was disgustingly good. Um, and then I see you know Shane Hurlbut, who's a big Hollywood cinematographer. He's shooting a series called Into the Badlands. Yeah, about Japanese fighters or something. Awesome. And he's using the red weapon. So it looks pretty neat, but he's always posting new, you know, uh, what they're doing with it, uh, reviews and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just excited to get my hands on it and see if there's any difference. I wonder in if we can get them on the show, Who? right? Red. Yeah, let's just let's just yeah let's get them on the show. We can, let's definitely contact them. Yeah. I think they would be. I would, they would they would love to be on the show for sure. They're all about you know uh, kind of I wouldn't say democratizing, but pretty much democratizing uh, high resolution, beautiful digital cinema. Yeah. So. Cool, so what is the red weapon for uh, any listeners who oh, might well, not we be talked in the about it, But the red weapon is the, the new, brand new camera body from it's Red. The new thing. Yeah, so it uses the Dragon sensor, um, and it can shoot up to 8K, I believe, with the uh, carbon fiber body. So 
while you and the motion nice. design kids were on the second floor at NAB looking at plugins, <laughs> the rest of the filmmaking world was downstairs looking at the weapon. Physical options. Physical objects. All right. Uh, um, but yeah, it's just a crazy powerful new camera. I guess it takes better use of the of the dragon sensor and it's cleaner and it's you know lower compression and higher frame rates and the whole nine yards. So looks pretty Sweet. cool. And it's a whole new interface. It's got buttons on the side and it looks you know, nicer. Looks nicer. Better design. Smaller, better design. All right. They're doing it right. Faster, better. Yeah. Faster, better, stronger. Twenty K. Twenty K. Yeah. Yeah, if you stack uh, three of them together, you get twenty four. There you go, there man. You go. Well that's awesome, dude. Yeah, what about you? What do you got? Ah, uh, nothing, man. I don't know. I've uh I've I've you know Still trying to catch up to the stuff that's already been out, man. I'd, I'd love to get my lot, hands on that sure. on that lightweight uh, Ronin, the mm. the one that's supposed to be lighter in weight, and I'd love to mess with that. I'd like, yeah. We should do a project where we just make something up just to, rent for it. that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, you could throw the um, throw your C100 Mark II on there. I bet. I know that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think that'd be cool. So uh, I've heard great things about those Ronins. Say better motors, better weight capacity. They're a little heavier yeah. than the Moby, but yeah, yeah. So, I, I, and again, for listeners out there, we'd love to hear what you're into, what you're doing. Um, you know, there's a section on uh, fdbpodcast.com called Ask Me Anything. Mm-hmm. Chime in whenever you want. And actually, that's one of the things we didn't do last episode. No. We do didn't we, even we tap in. Yeah, we do. Um, so, so, you know, I figure we got Ryan on the show. Maybe he can weigh in. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's see what we got on here. There's some, there's some people on here that have some things to say. So, uh, let's see here. I want to know what people are drinking. That's true. Yeah, we we haven't plugged that in a while too. Yeah, let us know what kind of bourbon you're drinking, or not bourbon. And if you're listening in your car, don't d- be drinking. Don't <laughs> drink bourbon while you're driving. Don't do that. That's a good point. That's a very good point. So here's here's a here's a listener. Um, I don't know if this is a question, um, but yeah, Comment? I guess it is. Um, so this is uh, from an anonymous an anonymous uh, poster. But we still, we still like you guys. If you're yeah. anonymous, you're still people. Again, maybe still their out name there. is anonymous. Yeah. So this is one of our, you know, 5,000, you know, subscriber listeners throughout the world. Uh, you know, one of the places where we have a lot of traffic, this is kind of interesting. Russia? Saudi Arabia. Really? Yeah, the Saudis really like what we're doing. Good. Good. Saudi yeah. Arabia's really jamming. The UK, Canada. We got a lot of fans in Canada. I want to shout out to the the Canadians out there. Brothers up there. We've been up to Toronto oh, multiple yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, we have. Yeah, we love Toronto. The Doc Challenge. Yeah. A lot of good times up there. Drank a lot of a lot of bourbon up there. Yeah. Have you guys Canadian discussed whiskey. the, uh, the Doc Challenge? About, yeah. Not yet. We haven't really gotten into oh, it. Oh, man. No, nah, we'll so have we, to bring that up. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. Get fire. That, that yeah. could be a whole show but, uh, dedicated. So, yeah. anyway, here's our anonymous. <laughs> here's our anonymous. Here he says, uh, hey there. Firstly, let me say that I love the podcast. Woo! So far, so good. That's great. Thanks, Anonymous. As someone who has no experience in the world of filmmaking, I love being able to gain insights on the industry, and your knowledge and passion is so vivid and so great. Man, I like this person. Yeah. This is great. I'm glad it's coming through. Going off of that, I had a question about capturing on film versus digital. Nice. All right. I figured that the filmmaking world would have switched over to completely digital, but learning that Birdman has been the first all-digitally shot film to win an Oscar, it left me perplexed. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Alex, you're the DP in the I, crowd. I will I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and speak to that. So there's, I mean, and there will be for a very long time the debate over film versus digital, which is better, etc. Um, 
I think it's pretty well established now that they're just two different tools to you know the same end. So it's just a, a preference thing. What what do you do? You like the look of film? Do you like the look of digital? As digital cameras become more uh, available and affordable, um, I think necessarily the the film labs and film resellers, all that, their prices start to come down, so film then becomes more accessible. Yes, there are fewer film labs to actually like process your footage and stuff, but sure. it becomes cheaper. Like you can rent a 35 millimeter camera for next to nothing. Right. You just gotta buy the stock. But there's another question on here, and it actually is from the same person. Oh, and sweet. What's your- I believe he or she yeah. is not anonymous. Ooh. It is Izzy from New York. Izzy. That could go either way. Ryan, what are your thoughts? Izzy? Is that, is that a guy or a girl? That could go either way. I would say it's a girl. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm going girl, too. That's a sandwich shop here. It doesn't matter either way. But in Cincinnati, there's a sandwich shop, Ryan pointed out, called Izzy's. Yeah. Either way, she, uh, he or she follows up and says, um, you know, to, your, to what you just said, yeah. says, you know, well, what do you think about before film goes the way of digital photography? Which, that's a great point. I mean, mm. the people using film for photography these days is fewer, 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 and slim. But the ones that do use film for still photography are, like, super, super passionate, and they're some of the most talented people out there. I just think, again, it's, it's a whole preference thing. It's do you, do you like the look? Do you like the grain? Do you like the workflow? Some people are really into the workflow, and when they're developing their own celluloid still images they, they have more of a connection to it you know so they actually take the time to really work it versus doing the digital photoshop and all that where they're you know masking and covering up different portions of the photo to bring it down or up the exposure it you really think about it you know versus just like slapping on an effect in a certain program and then just sending it out to the world yeah i'm gonna say i think izzy always there's always gonna be Purist. Someone who wants to go retro or who wants to do it the old way, or yeah. who wants to get a certain sound or a certain effect. I mean, there's still records that are cut on tape, um, few and far between, but they're there yeah. because they want to get a certain sound. So, you know, although it is very minimal these days because of the cost associated with it, the aesthetic is still important enough that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be preserved at some level. Alex yeah. is right. There might only be one shop that does it. There might only be one or two places that will even develop it. Yeah. But I think there's always going to be uh, um, at least the capacity to do it. Yeah. And the, the price of doing it will, be, will fluctuate. But, you know, I think, you know, at, the, at yeah. the end of the day, it just all depends. Ryan, you shoot photography. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I also went to film school. Yeah. And I will say... Film running through a camera is such a beautiful sound. Oh, and you sure. don't get that with digital. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> it's a nice little person. There are some <laughs> actors out there that say that it's, it's tougher for them when with digital you don't hear that sound. Yeah. And so they're sitting there like waiting to hear that film sound on set, and they get kind of a little flustered. Yeah. You know? And they know that... It's like when a Tesla pulls up. Yeah, you don't know. You're <laughs> like, why is your car not running? Yeah. But they're also, so the actors are like, okay, now that it's digital, I know that the director can just run 50 takes back to back without stopping. Where with film cameras, they knew they had 12 minutes yeah. before that, or 11 minutes before that mag ran out, that they could get their stuff. So they really focused on it. Yeah. Here's a, let me, let me ask this question. Let me see if I can remember how the guy asked it. Um, when we were at NAB, yeah. I'm, I met a guy who... He was into motion design, but I think he did film also, and he was a teacher. 
and he was asking about LeapFrame, and I told him like, I do motion design. Yep. Brandon does digital film, and he was like, I, I hate that term. Digital film. <laughs> He's like, as an educator, I hate that term because it's such an like you can't it's an oxymoron. Have, yeah, film is celluloid it's yeah. this thing and it can't be digital well i here's what i would say is is yes if on the science end of it true but to me filmmaking is a different process than being a quote videographer right so but you know when, when you send out a guy with you know a news cam and he gets his b-roll and he does mm -hmm. you know to me you know the reason at LeapFrame we use the phrase digital film is because we like to approach our projects as filmmakers and so we want to always think as if we're going to have a DP and a gaff and a grip and you know think through the whole process as hey we're we're here to make a short film not just hey we're gonna you know you pull out a camcorder yeah. so yes. for us it's more of the metaphor and the mindset of the filmmaking process versus the science behind it yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. film film's an idea not a yeah. technical yeah screw that guy <laughs> <laughs> whatever his name is just kidding we love you whoever you are yeah. I'm uh, friends with them on Facebook. I got another, so. I got another yeah. comment, another thing here. This is from, I'm not, by the way, I'm not making this up. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Huh. This question comes from Tupac's Spirit. Yes. <laughs> Tupac's Spirit writes in, would you consider vlogging as filmmaking? I'd like to know your thoughts on it. I think it is filmmaking down to a core, but I am conflicted about the style. To me, it appears to be a very low-budget production model where the character-slash-vlogger just sits there and shares their opinion on whatever. Sometimes it's funny, insightful, intriguing, but the style and overall content seems to ignore many of the more orthodox conventions of filmmaking. I think this could be a really fun discussion, says Tupac Spirit. <laughs> I'm going to say I think it's more reality TV than filmmaking. Okay. So we got a, we got one here for reality TV. What I wouldn't think? even go that far. You wouldn't even call it reality no, TV. It's I, with it's reality below TV, reality they, TV. They still try to craft a story arc and a beginning, middle, end, and develop a character. With flogging, <laughs> you're Vlog just vlogging. vlogging. Although you might feel like you're being flogged, flogging for watching it. <laughs> yes, with yeah. vlogging. Vlogging. Um, no, it's just video the, blogging for those of you who are not hip video, to the term. Video blogging is not filmmaking, so you, in my opinion. You would say it's more of a sophisticated diary. Yeah, it's a it's a video diary. Yeah. Yeah, you're I more mean, you of know, an author than you are a filmmaker. Sure, but I mean, at the end of the day, there's still a camera. You still have to roll tape. You Again, still have to. But going back to your term of filmmaking and the aesthetics and the principles involved in that. There's none of that in vlog. I agree. So, yeah, it's not filming. Yeah, I, I don't think it is. No. So, Tupac, I, you know, your spirit, you know, we love you. Yeah. California knows how to party. For sure. But uh, definitely vlogging, I would not consider filmmaking, for no. sure. Not but I do think that from, from, a, from a podcaster uh, who drinks bourbon while they mm -hmm. podcast, yeah. all vloggers should be completely wasted before <laughs> they... <laughs> Before they vlog. What do you guys think? They should be flogged before they vlog. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that was a lot of fun, man. We got some great uh, people writing in. We, all the listeners out there, um, definitely check out fdbpodcast.com. Click yeah. on Ask Me Anything. Try to put and up uh, that film that you guys talked about. Yeah, we'll links, throw up the old film. Links and to then, the Wacom. Exactly. And then, you know, check out uh, prior episodes. We're up to episode six now, so... Mm -hmm. uh, 
we've got some really great stuff that that's that we've recorded if you haven't listened go back and listen yeah and we would love nothing more than for you to to leave us a great review on itunes we've got um, oh, for sure we've got like 15 review we've got we're like four star we're a four-star podcast nice People are actually chiming in. Yeah. yeah, there were a couple people early on who gave us like a one star, but like Jealousy. they didn't even yeah, but they didn't even comment. Jealous, you know what I mean? Haters <laughs> yeah. gonna hate. They are, you know. Maybe they're, they're vloggers that don't like our podcast. I would like to put out there if the people who gave us one star are listening. Maybe yeah. they're fans of the show. Maybe if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show yeah. <laughs> to talk about why we got one star. But if they gave us one star, they're probably not fans. <laughs> And so know. they probably didn't keep up. Either way, but if also, you're listening. But also, if it was a mistake, go back and change it. Yeah. yeah. But we'd love to have your reviews. We'd love to, uh, you know, sh- spread the word, yep. share, the, uh, share the good news of filmmakers drinking bourbon. We're going to continue to try to push this show and bring you great guests like yeah. Ryan Wolfolk, animator, motion designer. At least wow. Same. Nowhere to go but up from here. Nowhere, <laughs> nowhere to go but <laughs> this up. This is your lowest point. Yeah. Um, no, this is your lowest point. Oh, yeah. Your guests but, from uh, this point on no, will be man, much you better. Good. You were insightful, so we appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. So, so um, too much again. Well, man, I think that wraps up episode six. Next, next week, we'll have to get you on location from Mexi- Mexico. Yeah, you're going to be on location. I don't know if we can call in from that. I'll go, go up to... Uh, Chichen Itza or whatever, right. the top of the pyramid and call you. All right, that sounds good. We don't want to, uh, <laughs> don't piss off the wife on like the first week. Ancient Mayan spirits. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, Ryan, thanks for yeah, being on the show, man. We appreciate by, man. it. Thanks for bringing me on. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers.